you have to understand the foundations because you don't know your goals and how to get there and the steps to, you know, that make people successful in that field. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter like how much money you throw at it. You're still not going to be successful. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the PRA podcast. I'm your host as always, Sam. And if you're new to this podcast, I started this because I believe in growth through progression and what it can provide for the fulfillment of life. I believe in growing together and achieving our own versions of success. So I provide insight via videos, life lessons, messages, interviews, perspectives, and methods to help transform conformity to visionary. So I'm using these platforms to tell people's stories and figure out just how the progression of improvement assisted in that fulfillment. So thank you guys for listening. As always, you know, don't forget to favorite the podcast and uh, don't forget to follow me on any social media at S Martinez IV. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Good vibes and God bless. You know, we're all marketers when you really think about it. How many times have you convinced somebody to come over for dinner or your family has tried to convince you to go for, for dinner? Um, you know, we're all kind of marketing ourselves in some way. And that's also Nico DeBrand's belief as well. And that's my guest for the week. And he also believes that we all have this power to tap into. So we dive into, you know, building relationships, how he got started as well. Um, we dive into networking. We dive into marketing specifically and exposing yourself to people's stories. And we also dive into his book, um, We're All Marketers, The 20 Go-To Principles to Help Market Like a Marketer, which you can find on Amazon. Um, but also there is an offer with this podcast. So if you are listening to this right now and you would like to check out his book, please send him a message at Nico DeBrain. Um, that's at, uh, and you can send this to him on LinkedIn specifically. That's his most active. So linkedin.com slash N-I-C-O-D-E-B-R-U-Y-N. Send him a message. Let him know you want his book. He will send you the PDF copy of his book for free. Um, but with that being said, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Subscribe and enjoy because I know you guys are going to take a lot of value from this. So enjoy the episode. Good vibes. All righty, man. Well, we're all set. Um, like I said, it's a pleasure to finally meet you. I feel like it's been a long time coming. I've been seeing your stuff, man, for a while now, um, uh, at least for the past, you know, six, seven months, pretty hard. Uh, I know you've been kind of really, really grinding the last, you know, the last like six months or so. Um, I know that you actually released a book on July 26th. So congratulations on that, right? Um, and then, uh, yeah, man, I just, oops, sorry, did it cut out there a little bit? Sorry about that. Um, a little but bit, yeah, a little bit. You're good. Yeah, no, but yeah, I know you, you finished your book on July 26th, if that's correct. Um, and you've just been, you've been going hard on, on, on speaking your message out and really just kind of getting to know people, marketing, um, kind of what you do. But I really wanted to dive deeper into kind of where you started out. And get a little, get to know a little bit more about you um, as a whole. So, I, I know that you are an immigrant. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, so, where where are you from? Where are you from? So, I I like to call myself a global citizen, um, even though now I'm an American citizen, which is fantastic. But I was born in South Africa. Uh, I lived there for what was it, ten years, twelve years, twelve years, and then we immigrated to Houston. Lived there a couple of years, and now I uh, I'm in Phoenix. So there for wow. the foreseeable future, which is really nice. But yeah, global citizen, born there, amazing parents, um, the whole immigrant story, and we can probably dive into that a little bit more. I listened to a couple of the the other um, interesting podcasts you've been on, so or you've you've hosted. So I 
I always lead with where is the value. So my story is cool, but mm-hmm. again, the, the value is where I, I default. So yes, and correct. 26 was the, uh, was the book launch. It's been one hell of a ride. I recommend anyone who even thinks they want to write a book to commit to writing a book, even though it's a hard task. It's, you, you will not, when you have a book in your hand, you have hundreds and hundreds of hours into this thing. There's no greater gift. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Um, and so, all right, so let's, let's dive into this a little bit. Let's pick it apart. Um, and then, you know, we'll transition into more about your book, more about what you're doing now. Um, kind of get more of a, a, a kind of a foundation. I know you're all about foundations, <laughs> more of a foundational sense of, of, of who we're talking about because with this podcast, the, the main thing that I try to put out is people who are in the nurturing stages of what they're trying to do. I, the, the ones Absolutely. who see bigger things for themselves, but they're not quite sure how to start. So might as well give them examples of people who are just starting and creating things and give them those play by plays and continue to, to, to build the relationships with these people as well. Um, and that's why I like to really just kind of like go through and pick the people that I know or are doing things that they're committed to. Um, and that I know that they see more for themselves within. So that's definitely what I see from you. So as far as like starting, um, you know, in South Africa, what was your childhood sort of like? Were, were you kind of, was it all, I know it's a lot different out there. So it's like, was it like grind, grind, grind? Was it like, were you, did you have nothing out there? Did you have a lot of abundance? Like what were you kind of coming into when you came into the States and stuff? Yeah, no, fantastic question. And again, I, I can speak from my truth and there must have been stuff going on in the background, but my childhood was the picture perfect childhood, right? I had anything I wanted in regards to if I wanted to try something, my parents tried their best to get me there, right? Um, I wanted to swim. So they signed me up for the school swimming team and they supported me and, you know, family home life was amazing, right? I, my parents always valued education. So that's always up the, uh, the biggest topic of the discussion was education. And then, you know, I had a ton of free time, right? That, that was the, that was an amazing part about being a kid in the, you know, nineties transitioning into the two thousands, you know, technology was really booming, TV, video games, all that fun stuff. But yeah, I never had any, any big impediments until we really moved to the U S when I was 12 years old. And before that, you know, I was a happy kid, go lucky. I think I, I value the two big things that my parents did is my mom instilled this beautiful sense of optimism and kindness to people that I'm, I'm, I have, I believe everyone's born with it, but she just over indexed and in wanting that for me. And that helped me kind of take situations, even, you know, if it's bad grades in school or whatever that was and just amplify that because I would see that. Hey, it would get better. And I just had this optimism about me that that was a beautiful gift she had. And my dad instilled this work ethic, right? He worked so much and, you know, he, he's in IT and finance and he would just grind, grind, grind. So just seeing that those two worlds uh, built me into what later would make sense today. But as a kid, I would be like, wow, my parents really like are hard workers. That's great. So yeah, at 12 years old, uh, 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 you know, it was, I was 11 at the time. My parents told me we're moving this out from South Africa to Houston. And I'd been in the States one time before that. But yeah, it was a tremendous move. I finished school. And so in South Africa, it's year long school. So January to December and December, we finished fifth grade. And then next week I'm on a plane and landed in Washington, D.C. and made my <laughs> way down to, uh, to, to Houston. So 
really quick turnaround. But yeah, in the, I think like two weeks after that, I was in my first day of American school. That's crazy. So what sparked that whole move? Like what, what, what was the cause for you to move? Cause that's a, that's a huge transition. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't just decide one, one, one year, Hey, you know what? We should try and live in the U S you know, like, <laughs> so like what, what was it your dad's job or something or? Yeah. So, you know, and, and this is, again, I, I know the, the 30,000 foot view what's going on, but my parents on paper were really successful. They both amazing professionals in their job, uh, rising through the ranks really quickly. But what my parents decided and what they would see was that there's a shift going on in South Africa that a lot more corruption was in the system, a lot more unfairness um, to to everyone, right? To to classes and races, and they did not want that for us. So my dad was starting to look for opportunities. He had a he was looking at Europe. Australia and the U.S. and by far the U.S. is the hardest one to get into and you know we've been sold on the American dream and I still believe that to this very day but that's what ultimately got him to take a lower paying job move to the U.S. with a company and from there he just hustled you know that's why we moved to Phoenix because the company that he was consulting for really liked him and relocated us here and helped us with our green cards and eventually our citizenship. So, you know, it's, it's for them, it's my dad's just that my dad embodies that long-term thinking of, you know, it might be really bad right now, but it's going to pay off. And he just wanted the best for us. And, you know, to this day, I I, I thank him because he, you know, he gave up everything. He gave up his profession uh, to take a lower paying job here in the States. And, you know, now he's re- started rising through the ranks because of his hard work. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard. Like would I do that? Like I sure hope so, but you know, he did it. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy too. What, what children, what we as children are and like what our children, like, um, well, I know what my children, um, like what they all intake, you know what I mean? It's, it, and you don't really notice it until later on, those things become kind of embedded in, in their, in who they become. And it's like, okay, they either decide I'm going to be just like that or I'm going to be not like that at all. Um, or I'm going to see kind of that common ground and see what I can capitalize on with that. And um, I know that you kind of uh, are in the whole growth mindset, you know, mode. It, 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 would you say that maybe some of that might have sparked it? Like what, what, cause everybody, whenever they say that they are realizing that there's a growth mindset, I didn't really know about growth mindset. Typically, you know, they had a fixed mindset before that. Um, and they didn't realize it. And they're like, Oh man, like, or, or they realize, you know, maybe I did have a growth mindset. I just didn't know what it was. Um, but like, how did you realize that you had a growth mindset or how did you find out about that? Was that later on? Was that recently? Like, and, and did that tie in at all into, you know, you having that realization? Yeah. And, and this is, I mean, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about this memory, I think ever before you, you, as you're saying this, I'm trying to like put the pieces together. And my mom said one thing to me once, which said, I will not buy you any toy you want, but I buy you any book you want. And as, as you're speaking, I'm like, wow, I remember that memory so distinctly. So it must have been a embedded from them. Cause I mean, why would my mom want to buy me books and not, you know, toys? Yeah. yeah. So that, that must have been it from her point of view. But, you know, it wasn't later on. It was later on when I was in college and we can, you know, I don't want to jump too far because I, there's a huge gap between them. But when I got <laughs> into college, you know, I knew that I wanted to do something different, yet I didn't 
execute against it. That's why you'll see a lot of my content is about, it's fine to study and plan, but it's better to execute because, you know, I wanted something different from myself and a growth mindset enables you to get to that point of doing and then doing you, you take over. So I think it's partly what my parents did and partly for just realizing that you have so much control over life that you don't give yourself credit for. You know, it's mm-hmm. the fact that you, I could, I could walk out of this interview right now. Like that's a choice I could make. And that's, that's super out there, but you know, you can post every day on LinkedIn as well. You know, uh, you could read the books, you could, all the resources in the world are out there, but they're hard mm-hmm. because it doesn't make sense in the moment to read the books, but it will later on. So I yeah. think it's just like becoming, becoming fascinated with humans. And yeah, like you said, like it's, I'm, I'm dovetailing around the fact that a fixed mindset and growth mindset, it's partly how you're brought up. But it's partly your, how you view the world today in a sense. Yeah, no, I love that too. And that's, that's, that's what I talk about too with like my whole gratitude thing is I talk about, you know, having a growth mindset, you know, having perspective and taking accountability. And it's like one of the things that I, that I love um, that you do is you love to take in other people's perspectives and you love to take in other people's stories and you kind of thrive on that and you, you love to kind of hear about it and you love to tell stories the way that you do. Um, but I, I really do, think that it's important. And I think that a lot of people, a lot of people are kind of in the dark about that. Cause I know that I didn't really know about growth and fixed mindsets and I kind of felt really limited for a long time. I was very optimistic. Like you kind of said earlier, like, like your mom kind of instilled optimism in you. Like my parents instilled optimism, but they never like were in a position to, you know, take risks. And when they did, they like were playing it safe or, you know what I mean? So it was kind of like a different environment like you said like how you brought up or something so it's something that you kind of get hit with or you kind of transition into but when you hit it and you realize that all it takes is that little shift and all of a sudden you have the world in the palm of your hands it's just kind of crazy the way that that works um but so all right so going back to kind of you kind of transitioning into um the united states uh when you finally reached phoenix how old were you I was, so I came to Phoenix the summer before my freshman year in high school. So I was about 14, 14, 15. Yeah, around there. 14, okay. 14 turn, turning 15, yeah. So then from uh, from then, right, from there, did, did you go to college there as well? Did you finish high school there and then you just went straight to college there also? Yeah, so, you know, again, and this is, it's so funny that we're talking about the growth mindset. You know, I... I'm so big on personal growth. I'm also focused on the people you surround yourself with, right? When we came to the States, I had an aunt, and she is a very prominent doctor in Denver. Absolutely does amazing. And, you know, in the moment, I saw success as what she had because she was the – she, and she still is today one of the best members of my family. She's a kind person, and she works super hard, and she's super successful. And I saw – that and I was like, okay, I see these attributes I like in her. She did it through medicine. Maybe I should do that. So throughout high school, I always had an idea that I would be a doctor and I was dedicated to it. In in high school, I was president of a, um, uh, uh, what was it called? It was a healthcare club, a student healthcare club, 
right? Just oh, be- wow. And I was a member for two years and president for one year and was sold on the, on the dream of being a doctor. So finished high school, went to Arizona State, um, signed up uh, to do a, nut- uh, a pre-med nutrition route. Oh, a- lo- ASU? Did you go to ASU? I did, yeah. Oh, did you party up? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, of course, we all had our fun, right? Like, it's again. Yeah, yeah. I, gotta I have, you got to have those, like, those one or two nights, you know, <laughs> where you just explore a little bit, you know? <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, my favorite thing in the world, and I get this question quite a bit, um, whether on podcasts or phone calls, is what's your favorite thing to do? And my favorite thing is people, right? Yeah. So imagine going from a, like, I've maxed out the people I knew in my immediate area in, in Chandler, which is about, you know, 30 <laughs> minutes away from Tempe, uh, where ASU is. And now I go to the biggest school in the nation where there's 110,000 people. <laughs> and my goal is to meet every single one. So of course I went to the parties. I went to all the yeah. club meetings. I went to everything because I wanted to meet these people. Um, yeah, dude. And I was, I was sold. I was sold on medicine. I started my, my first thing I did in college before I even like really going to class, I started a club that was called Future Leaders of Holistic Healthcare, right? Healthcare club. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, first year sold on that. Second year, cool. That club did pretty good. I'm gonna try something new and start their food pantry, right? You know, that, that help it. And as I'm starting these things, I'm I'm noticing like my grades are fine. Like I'm a, I'm an A B student, but we started getting A Bs and Cs, and I was like, oh, this we're not the alphabet up in here. So, <laughs> um, so I started like really thinking, and it wasn't until this or, or June of 2017. We were going to a flight to South Africa to visit family. And I, you know, in the airport quickly grabbed a book because my phone battery was really low and I couldn't play any games. And, uh, the book was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Ah, which, wow. <laughs> when, which, you know, when, when someone says like, what's the luck in your life? I said, it was lucky that there was a dollar bill on this book that I grabbed it because I couldn't grab any other book, right? But I grabbed this one and, and obviously, you know, obviously paid for it, but I read it and the question that I pose is like, what do you really want in your life? Right? Like the book has, is a fantastic, but like I couldn't get past the first couple of chapters. And, and I looked at myself and said, I, I hate this. Right. Even before then, a couple of, a couple of weeks ago before finals, um, I was sitting in class and I was just upset. Like I didn't want to be there. And now I can look back that, Oh, my, my psyche was telling me you need to get out. But it wasn't until I read that book where everything changed. And yeah, I read that book and that's when the, the growth mindset as the term that you and I use became real to me. And that started this whole snowball where we are today. Yeah. You know, it's crazy because that, that sort of happened to me as well. And it's like, it's insane how many, like when you pile on the perspectives and you pile on the exposure to different people, stories, whatever it is, it's crazy when you start to realize what becomes possible for you, because it's not like... And, and I, and I saw that the, the post that you just, um, that you just posted on LinkedIn and it was talking about cookie cutter things, you know, and like n- nothing's cookie cutter, like, especially when it, when it comes to life. So it's like, there's different ways to go about abundance. There's different ways to go about, um, you know, figuring out this, this map and, and tailoring it to however you want to view it. But I think that people like they get so caught up in their own little bubbles that they just like they don't explore, you know, enough. And it, and it, it can be kind of daunting, you know, to start oh, because absolutely. you're kind of you're kind of like you're kind of like at first. And I talked about this a little bit and I'm like, at first you project like this sort of insult, like, no, I'm good. Like, what do you mean? Like, I don't need I don't need help. Like, I don't need this or that or or the other thing. You know, I'm good to go. But 
people don't realize like what what different things like Think and Grow Rich can give you, what kind of value other things can give you, what kind of ROI things can give you. You know what I mean? Uh, it might not mean much to somebody, but it might mean the world to you. It might have changed your life. You know, it's insane. Um, and so, all right, so let's kind of, uh, fast track a little bit forward and how did you, so, sorry, I don't know if it cut out. I think I lost oh. you for a quick second. Yeah. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, quick second. Uh, That's all good. So no, real quick, good. um, just to kind of fast track a little bit into like how, where did marketing come into? Cause I know that that's like the main thing that you are very passionate about. Um, and I know that it kind of started early on, but when did you realize that like, that's what you were doing? Like, when did you realize you were marketing yourself? When did you realize that like you networking was like the same concept of that? And the re- and when did you realize that that was even like a, a profession for you to even do? Yeah, no, so I was so sold on medicine that it wasn't until two and a half years ago where I thought that you could, when I realized, like, you know, I must have known this sub- subconsciously, but I, it dawned on me that you can make money not through medicine. Like, that blew gotcha. my mind. Like, I was so medicine, right? <laughs> and so when you're talking about, you know, it's scary to switch, I only knew medicine. No programming, no nothing. I didn't, I only knew medicine. And when you know something and you're, realize that you're bad at it, it puts everything in perspective because you're like, wow, like I need, now I need to do it. So I had, I had a uh, 12 months right before I was going to be done with school and I didn't, I might, I actually finished my undergrad in nutrition. I was like, there's no way I can do it. I, I can't, I, there's no document cases of anyone in the profession I would have gone in killing someone through food. Right. Mm-hmm. I would have done that. I would have been able to do it somehow. That's how bad I was. And, you know, for me, it's, okay, cool. I have 12 months. Let's figure this out. So ton of internet stalking of, like, people I started looking at, like, Napoleon Hill. What did he do? How did he do it? And I went through all these rabbit holes. And then I was like, okay, four months in, I'm planning a lot. And that's why I'm so big on execution. I Now I've gone from 12 months to eight months and have nothing to show for it. So I started DMing, right? This is how naive I was. I got on Instagram, started DMing CEOs of companies in Silicon Valley. And, you know, most of them said no and never responded. And some of them gave me a break. You know, I, I just asked them, like, hey, can I, I what Liz discover is, uh, they cut up? Yeah, sorry about that. I don't know why it's. Oh, dude, you're good. You're good, man. Weird. Uh, all right. So, yeah, no, yeah, you started messaging a um, bunch of CEOs. Oh, and- yeah. So, so. Yeah, that's why I said, like, dude, with the internet, you can do anything. Like, I, I straight up just started DMing CEOs of startups, right? Because I found out, oh, Napoleon Hill worked in this company, and he helped companies like this, and they're called startups. I'm like, cool, let me just DM successful startups, or what I perceive to be successful. Most of them never responded, and some did. And it was like, can, what can I do? And they're like, oh, we need market research. I'm like, cool, as I'm Googling what market research is. <laughs> and so I, so I do market quote unquote market research for them. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. And I did everything. Um, I did industries. That's why I cared more about. And I did logistics, real estate, I did all these industries, but all the underlining factors were marketing. And then the real, the real move that changed everything for me is I, you know, I was like, okay, if I want to be a marketer, I got to be able to market something. So I looked around my room and I, that's so funny. This is actually the very box. So I'll put it up. So it's an Apple, Apple bag, right? And inside of it was my 
my old Apple uh, MacBook 2015 box. Oh, you know what? I read. I okay. I read that. I read that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> it's, it's it's one of my favorite stories to tell. And I, I look at it. I'm like, okay. So I'm doing all this market research for companies. Let me see if I can do it for myself. And I take this box and I go on eBay and I'm like, empty MacBook Apple box 2015. And I was like, people are selling these. I'm like, dude, there's no way. I was like, okay. I need a sign. If I can, if I can sell this box, right? If I can put it together and sell it, I'm gonna really look at marketing. Because at, at this point, I was like, I could do real estate, I could do selling, like all this stuff. Yeah. And I posted it, and I go to bed, and I wake up, and I check my phone, and it's an eBay notification. So I'm like, okay, cool, what, whatever. I totally forgot, and I checked it, and it said item sold. And now, and now I'm doing, I'm stressed. So I started going to Google. I'm like, how, like, how to sell, like. Like what to do after you sold an item on eBay? <laughs> I'd never gone to the post office and went in there. And the lady's like, "What are you selling in my empty box?" She's like, "What's in it?" I'm like, "It's an empty box." And, and the whole time, like, I have to look into this. So, started listening to the podcast. Like, much you probably do the same thing with Gary B. And you know, that's uh, that's where it all started, man. It's, uh, it's all started from this curious nature and uh, executing against it. That's crazy. That's awesome. I had like, yeah, no, I, yeah, I had read about that because when I checked out, uh, when I was looking at your book and stuff on Amazon, I, I think that's in your about the author or something. Mm -hmm. I want to say so. Yeah. So I was reading that and I was like, man, that is funny. At first, I thought you were like, like, uh, like selling empty boxes as like the phones and stuff. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. I was like, what? He did not. And then I was like, oh, no, 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 no. He's like literally just selling the bags and like the boxes. Like, that's crazy. Like, I can't believe he was able to do that. Like, oh my gosh. Um, and, and I love your message too with, um, with your book, which is, you know, uh, we are all marketers. Um, which I love because it, you make, you raise a really good point, which is, you know, we're all doing it. Whether you are trying to get somebody to go, I think you said like out to eat to dinner with you, um, or like go to a family function or something. Um, it's like, we're constantly kind of like, not only are we just selling ourselves, but we're marketing ourselves as well and trying to like, kind of put that savvy little, you know, okay, this is, this is me. And this is kind of, maybe you should come over here because of this. And then you, you got to be kind of passionate about what you're talking about with that, with whatever it is, um, and know how to talk about certain things. Um, so how did you, how did you come about the book? How did you start writing that? When did when did that come into your radar? Because I, I wrote a book as well, and I know that it's not an easy thing to do. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of like crazy just things that come up, and there's a lot of different things that you know that you've got to like change, and you got to do this, and you got to do that. And so, like, how did you even think about? Hey, I know enough about this now to to write a book. To answer your question, I did not know enough of the market marketing to write a book. Uh, we're going to put that out there. Um, I didn't at the time really. So what, what happened was, you know, I'm doing all these three and six week and four week internships. And I, uh, I kind of hook up with a couple of people here in Phoenix and they were starting a company. I helped out and you know, they did everything with a CEO and programmer. And then there was me. So they're like, Oh, here, you can just do the marketing. I was like, perfect. So I started crushing it and I, got us to like a thousand something followers on Instagram. And it was just me DMing everyone, just talking to people. Right. And I reached a certain threshold where at the end of the day, I could, I couldn't do what, where my knowledge was, what I wanted to get to. So I wanted to get to exponentially more followers, engagement and um, brand. 
but the knowledge yeah. I had at that point wasn't enabling me to get there. So I, you know, fortunately started posting stuff on LinkedIn and um, this professor from Georgetown hit me up and he said, listen, uh, I have this book class. And uh, if you, if you want to join, like we help authors and students write books. And I was like, done. I'm like, perfect. Yeah. And that's oh, yeah. where it's, it started. Right. Like, if, and you know, and then selecting a topic was super easy for me. At this point I had, you know, at three months before I was going to graduate and I, you know, I, I finally had landed a marketing job at the startup we're, we're at today, but I needed more. Right. So I had three months to really like become an established marketer. So this was like MBA all the way. Right. So what I did is I needed to figure out really quickly what would make me the most successful. And that's when I came across the Pareto's principle, 80, 20 rule. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. I have three months. I can't do all the theories and everything that they teach in business school and marketing school. So how about I just ask successful marketers what they did? And that's where I started getting the principles. So the book is where all marketers, you know, 20 go-to principles to help you market like a marketer. Because at the end of the day, I wanted to do Instagram marketing, but I didn't know the foundations of marketing. So that's where my knowledge app was. I was going for the tactics without mm -hmm. understanding the foundations. It's much like, you know, doing, uh, like going to the gym, right? If you only hit the gym, but your nutrition is shitty, you're not going to get the physique you want, even as yeah. hard as you want to hit it, right? And vice versa. You, there has to be a, you know, there is differences, right? So that's what I needed to do for myself. I needed to understand the marketing fundamentals. So that's what I did. I interviewed some amazing marketers from people like, you know, uh, employees at VaynerMedia and, you know, some of the original guerrilla marketers. And, you know, I just, people want to help you. And when I was thinking about a title, I was like, oh, goodness, like how can I convey the fact that what I learned shouldn't just, marketers who got a degree shouldn't be the only ones who know how to effectively communicate. So how can I translate to everyone? And I was like, everyone. We're all marketers. So again, you hit it perfectly on the nail. My book is not meant for digital marketers only, right? My, my, my real book is for people who want to utilize the tools up to today and tomorrow by understanding the fundamentals of the past. Because this is a nice thing about what I teach. I teach the fundamentals. They don't change. So regardless of Instagram or LinkedIn or the platforms of today, you're still prepped for TikTok. You're still prepped for all these emerging platforms because you understand why you're doing it and how to do it. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like a trade, like, uh, like, like you're learning something for longevity and, and going back to like what your, you know, what your dad kind of like instilled in you too, which is like that, that longevity factor. And I think you, I think you realize that there is longevity in what you're doing now. So it's like you can now inspire and help other people who are not only afraid to speak their truth, but you can also do it in a way that allows them to feel comfortable to speak their truth and then kind of get the ball rolling. You know what I mean? That's what I love about like what you're doing and you do it in such a fun way that like makes it almost like personable so that you want to do it with you. So it's like, Hey guys, like join me on this because you know, I'm not perfect. I'm making mistakes too. We're all in this together and, and, and we're all kind of learning as we go. And I love that. And I love that encompassing factor because I think that that is something where people always want to show that they know everything. They always want to show that they're like the expert in every level of, of every facet of the, of the thing. And it's like, well, if you can show that you're even just in the process of learning the fundamentals of it, well, then I feel like I'd trust you a lot more than if you were pretending to be an expert on the topic. You know what I mean? Um, so I think that that's awesome. And I think you're, 
think you're doing everything right, you know. So let's talk about a little bit, um, uh, a little bit about FDE. So how did that FDE. come? Uh, was that before the book or was that after the book? You know, it was in, and this is why I preach about putting content out, whether it's online or in, you know, meetings or whatnot, because you need that feedback loop, right? The mm. reason, the reason communication works is because you can iterate really quickly on it, right? Before the internet, it's word of mouth with your, your friends, which you can only get so much data, or you can put it in a magazine, radio, or TV. And it's now, limited to like the influence that you're restricted to, you know, what and I mean? the money. Like, yeah, and the money. Exactly. Yeah. Keep going. So, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're good. Yeah. Always chime in. Um, but yeah, no, that was, that was the absolute point. And FDE came out of a just conversation I had with someone where they're like, cool, Nico, I'm going to read your book. And that's, you know, that's the conversation that always happens. I, I'm going to read your book. I understand that foundations, but give me something I can put into practice today. And I was like, okay, cool. FDE. You have to first like understand the foundations, right? Whether it's you and I talking or it's me marketing or putting your brand online, right? You have to understand the foundations because you don't know your goals and how to get there and the steps to, you know, that make people successful in that field. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter like how much money you throw at it. You're still not going to be successful um, or time or effort, whatever. And then, so, so you have to get the foundation, right? Then you have to get your design right, right? You have to design a plan that's unique for you because what foundations are really good at is they give you the broad topics that have been shown to be successful, but they might not be successful for you in the context that you're in. So that's I why that. I, I love that. Yeah. That's why I focus on design because you have to design a plan for you. Right. And the reason I didn't put a P in there was because design does go with the plan, but you have to design your mindset around this too. Right. Foundations are great, like understanding it, but you don't have, like, if you don't design a plan for both how you're going to execute and the fact that your mindset has to change, then it doesn't matter if you understand foundations, right? And then the E was uh, was beautiful for me because, again, like this conversation, you have to execute. You can understand everything about the industry. You can plan all you want, but if you don't execute and iterate, it doesn't matter. Because that's the thing about plans. They're great until you start putting them into practice. Then you notice the flaws in them. So the FDE goes with my philosophy on the content feedback loop, which is more or less the same thing, which is you're going to put stuff, you're going to have an idea, put stuff out there, and then you're going to iterate on top of that idea. So FDE was just an amazing way to put it into context that made sense to, because again, I don't come from marketing, so I don't know the theories behind it. I just know what works. Mm -hmm. And through hundreds and hundreds of hours of study and communication about the subject, that's that's uh, that's how I distill everything down into. That's awesome, man. No, I love it. I love it. And I love that <clears throat> what I love about it is it's almost like a constant feedback loop in itself because it's like the more execution you do, the more you're utilizing the fundamentals, which ultimately is just more practice, which ultimately just leads to the, the more innovation in the design, which I think that I think people – always want to get it perfect they want everything to be so perfect man you know and, uh, and and i don't think i think that causes a lot of hesitation and why they don't execute because they're like well if i could be successful i might just fail and it's like i don't think you realize that that's a part of the game you just got to keep innovating you got to keep you got to keep doing things that are going to constantly keep perpetuating those fundamentals you got to keep re uh kind of reevaluating the plans you got to keep tailoring the plans because like you said you're 
your mindset changes, you change, you grow with the thing that you're doing. And if you can't sort of accommodate to the, like the adaptation aspect of it all, then you might just fall by the wayside. You might get intimidated. You might, you know, continue to not, not move the needle at all. Um, and, and, and I'm all about, and one thing that I truly believe in is, is the fact that everything cycles through and everything is like a circle. You know, mm-hmm. we always got to keep, we always got to keep moving in motion. And, um, that's what I love about that. That's what I love about your whole message and what you're trying to do with everything. Um, and okay. So if you don't mind me asking as far as the book goes, and sorry if my, I think my internet connection is just bad. Um, but, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what are some of the key or what are some of the really big principles that you talk about in your book? Um, uh, that, that, that are important to touch on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, great, great thing. And again, I, there's <laughs> knowledge is so all, all the principles that I have in the book right, is out there. And that's purposely why I priced my book at 99 cents on, on, uh, on Kindle, right? Cause I want, I need people to get this out there, right? Because it doesn't help me, right? I, I will, I will make do with what I want. I just know that not everyone has the time, effort, and money right now to do what I did and go have these interviews. And sorry, man, I apologize, dude. Dude, you're fine, man. No worries. <laughs> now, give me, give me, give me a couple of seconds to, to, to think about them. But you know, if I, I were to give you three like principles that I, I know could be beneficial to your audience, would be one: understand that the lines between digital and physical have been totally changed, right? So the first principle in the book is the new social, because I need people to understand that social media dictates a lot more than you think. And places like Yelp or Rotten Tomatoes, you've probably looked up a restaurant on Yelp before you've gone to eat there, right? That's, that's, and that's just one example of how the lines have been blurred. So digital and physical aren't separate. They are more mashed together than ever before. It's like they're the they're the new word of mouth. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like a weird it's like a weird uh blended mixture now of like word of mouth meets like regular advertising type deal. It's like hard to distinguish. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's the thing. It's again, you're you're on point. It's very hard to distinguish between those two because we're getting so I mean, see, our phones like you and I connected through an online platform. Like we're not physically in the same place. And this has been, this would have been so hard to do pre-internet and social. So that's just one example. Um, the second one is to always understand what the end goal is. So uh, I think principle eight or nine is end goal, right? Understand like, why do you want to communicate this specific item, right? Um, like what's the goal? What's your North star? Like if you want to grow a presence online, cool, why? Right. Like always ask that why question. Um, and I borrowed that from Simon Sinek. And really <laughs> the last the last one that could be very beneficial is uh, the three E's of content creation, which is first you have to entertain someone, uh, whether it's online or in person. If someone isn't entertained, you're not going to get their attention. Right. The reason like the I like telling stories and you'll see me tell stories a lot is I need to entertain people before they even give me the time of day to like look into my content. The second one is to educate. Now, educate could be how-to videos. It could be like, you know, through a story, I understood this about mindset and this is how I'm applying it. Like you have to educate someone because when you entertain someone, you get their trust. When you educate someone, 
you get their, or no, when you, when you, when you entertain someone, you get their attention. When you educate them, you get their trust. And then the last E is engage. Cause if I get someone's attention, right? So we're talking, I get your attention. I say something that builds trust with you. I have to engage you because this isn't a megaphone where it's a telephone. And that's all the digital media marketing, social media marketing and communication is. It's a two way street. It's not a one way. No, I completely agree with that. And I think that people, um, they, they get, they get very hesitant with talking with people. It's kind of intimidating. Um, and, but like you, yeah. yeah, And like you said earlier, you know, sometimes you just gotta, you gotta message those people. Um, sometimes you really have to just kind of grow that, 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 that discomfort aspect of it and, and kind of like, and one thing that I've noticed is like, you almost have to do what you feel is correct. Like without that hesitation behind it, because there's a lot of times where you're going to want to message somebody, um, or you're going to want to comment on something and you're going to be like, and eh, no, I might get some hate on that. Or, uh, no, I, I don't know if people are going to understand what I mean or, uh, like, you know what I mean? And so they don't post the things that they actually are. They don't post like the them that they really want to put out. And so instead they start posting things that they think people will like, or they think, um, they think, you know what I mean? Like, and it won't be in a way that is entertaining or educational or engaging. It's just more like, Oh, like I said earlier, like, Oh, I'm the expert. Here's what you got to do. Blah, blah, blah. Like there's nothing that's, that's allowing you to kind of resonate with the humility part of who they are as a person. And that's one thing that I think that you do really well when, with your content is not only do you entertain and do you educate, but even when you are like just putting out content, it's very engaging. And so I definitely recommend anybody who is not already following you um, to follow you. Because one thing that I've gotten from you is a lot of inspiration as far as, you know, execution, doing like the, the things that you need to do behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Because that's what you did. You, you started putting in that grunt work and that footwork. And then I think, I think it wasn't until like, maybe I think you've only been on like doing this hardcore for like less than a year now. Right. Or has it been yeah, about October, a year or something? October would be so uh, October 1st or just before October 1st, uh, Mark Metry talked to me about, he was one of the first people I interviewed and he's like, listen, you got to get serious about LinkedIn 30 day video challenge. Let's go. And let's see you do it. <laughs> and, uh, that 30 day challenge started and, uh, hasn't ended. So it's been about a year now that I've been like serious on like one video a day. And about four months ago, it was a video and text. And now it's three, four times a day. That's awesome, man. And that's definitely something that I've noticed as well. You know, it's like, I see it on my feed and all the stuff that you talk about is very, very relevant stuff. It's stuff that we all think about, but you don't necessarily see every day. And one thing that I love about like the fact that you did it right now is because you're still kind of in the beginning of, of everything. Oh yeah. I haven't even started yet. You know? Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, it's like, I love, and that's what I love to capture because I want people to see that. I want people to see where you are so that they can relate to that and feel like, Hey, you know what? If he just started last year, really started like last year and started really going crazy. Maybe I can reframe this around me and kind of do what works for me in a way that, is going to be beneficial for my longevity, like for, for what I'm trying to create later. Um, or hopefully it just sparks somebody to, to start whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> and so what I wanted to kind of like talk about is I know that you, uh, and then we'll talk about this, uh, before I 
ask my last questions, but um, you said, I know that you were saying something about uh, you started an app. Yeah. Is this correct? What, what, um, what was this? What, what was it about? Do you still have the app or what, what kind of app was it? I was just really interested in that because I was just yeah. like, wow, this guy just created an app real quick too. Like, I was like, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, and uh, again, when I say I, I was part of a team that, that did it. So there's three of us okay. that did it. Um, so really, really close with those co-founders. But yeah, basically what we said was, you know, we all wanted a specific objective, right? A guy on the team really wanted to practice like his coding skills, right? He really wanted to master that. Uh, one of our CEO um, really wanted to grow her leadership, her design, and I wanted to market, right? So we took on this project at a hackathon, which is a contest where we basically came up with an idea and after 72 hours, we actually had the prototype ready, right? So it's amazing what wow. you can do in like 72 hours, right? So we did it one third in this contest and decided to keep going with it. And that was March of 2018. And, you know, got, got a little money from uh, Arizona State uh, to run with it. But basically what the premise was, was everyone, we're, we're very connected. We're very connected today, but we're also very disconnected. So we made an app to help people meet online and leverage online platforms to actually meet in person. So connect online, find out how do you fit into, you know, you know, do you both like hiking? Do you both, you know, want to do something here or whatever? And then actually take that into the physical world. Because like I said, the lines are blurred. There's not digital and physical, it's blurred. So yeah. it, we wanted to use digital as a tool. And again, I had amazing co-founders. We, you know, went to Silicon Valley, had a couple of investor meetings. And at the end of the day, building an app um, is, is, is a lot of work, right? And <laughs> I, I had to choose, right? My one goal for the year uh, was I wanted to finish something for myself. And I had to choose between the company and the book. And I chose the book and still really good friends with the co-founders. But yeah, it's, it's amazing what you can do. And again, I say Google is your best friend. Like go and if you have a question about something, just Google it. Like before, before, like I said, two and a half years ago, I didn't even know marketing was a profession. Right. My mom said I was a storyteller, but I thought that was a bad thing. Right. So at the end of the day, like, yes, I, I was part of, like, I had my first company. Like, it was a registered Delaware corporation and we had some money and had some clients that, again, it's, it was fun. It was great learning experience and anyone can do it. Right. Like, that's, that's the moral of the story. Like, it's not that I had some secret powers. I had less powers than most people and, you know, you just have to try. That's awesome, man. I love it. I love it. I love that story too. And, um, no, that's cool. That's awesome. And so like what I wanted to say now, okay, so I'm going to get into my last sort of questions before we, before we get into the end of the, of the call and stuff. But, um, I just wanted to ask, you know, with everything that you've done, cause I'm pretty sure I covered everything that, that yeah, I'm pretty sure we covered. You got really done. Yeah. Yeah. We, co- yeah, we covered pretty much everything that I, that I had written down too. So yeah, I'm glad. Cause I had a lot of stuff written. <laughs> um, so there's just a few questions and then I'll end with my last little bit. But, um, well, what, with everything that you've done, what are probably, what's probably one of the biggest things that you've had to overcome? Um, as far as like in totality from then to now, um, imposter like, syndrome. Really? Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And yeah, why you, is that? Why is that? Not, it's not just from marketing to, or going from medicine to marketing. It was before that, right? Why should I have the right to do what I do, right? Why should you listen to me opposed to everyone else? And that was the question that was always on my mind. And it wasn't until I had amazing mentors in my life where I realized that it, it, it was the fear of the unknown and 
how I would be seen to others. That was was scaring me. Um, so yeah, imposter syndrome has been the hardest thing to overcome. And you know, you deal with it every single day. You know, yeah, I have a book out, but sometimes I'm like, yeah, why should you listen to me? Why should you pay me to do your marketing, right? So imposter syndrome is the hardest thing and the only way to do it. That's why I talk about execution is you have to prove it to yourself before you can feel comfortable sharing it to the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that too. And yeah. And so that is one of the hardest things too, is because, you know, you are, yeah, you are scared of like how you're going to be seen. One thing that I always um, emphasize is everything's been kind of told already, just not through your eyes and like not through your perspective. And Absolutely. one thing that's like, one thing that's hard to go along with that though, is valuing your worth on top of it. Cause I think that it's really easy to think, Oh, I'm entitled to my opinion. I'm entitled to speech to speak out, but like to value your actual worth enough to be like, yeah, pay me for your marketing. I think that that takes a very like confident approach. And that's definitely what you've kind of grown into and shown. And so what kind of, what kind of impact ultimately are you trying to create? Like what kind of, like, are you trying to create just um, uh, a marketing firm that knows the FDE kind of principles? Are you trying to like build, are you, you just trying to take it one person at a time, one, one day at a time and just see what happens. Um, I'm, I'm very curious. Yeah. I have two goals. My, my main lofty goals. I want to, I really want to impact 7.57 billion people. That's very specific. Right. But that, I think last time I checked, that's yeah. the number of uh, people alive. I want to impact everyone in a positive way, right? Um, yep. But more on a realistic approach, I just want to inspire every single person that I meet and leave them better than I found them, right? Even if it's like a small tip or it's like my smile, whatever that is, I just want to inspire and leave people better than I found them. Today, it looks like marketing. Tomorrow, it could look like something else, right? Um so that's always changing, but my, my goals are very, very simple. Find the problems that the world's facing. Try connect the people, because I'm not the smartest man in the world. I, I understand that. Um, get the smartest people I know to help me fix this problem, and let's just make the world a better place, right? You know, um, th- there's a lot of people viewing the world right now as negative, and, you know, there's a lot of negative elements to it, but it's way better than it has been um, statistically. So... I just want to add add a little bit to the conversation. And if my lasting memory um, for what I did is I impacted one person in a positive way, perfect. If it's 7.57, perfect. Um, really, my goal is just, like, leave the world better than I found it. That's awesome, man. I, 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 and I totally resonate with that, too, because I'm kind of the same way, and I'm a big believer in energy and and, and how that plays a huge part in, in, in the way that you lead people and the way that you – uh, interact with people as well. And you can always tell when somebody's got like really high energy or really low energy or is really like, you know, is really all about it or is really just kind of like, okay, you're, you're depleting my stuff a little bit. You need to like get out of here. Um, and so like that's exactly what I get from you, man. And, and, and I, I pick up nothing but insanely powerful and amazing upbeat energy from you. And it's just, it's awesome. And I'm really glad that we were able to kind of connect through these through these electronic, you know, social platforms. It's absolutely, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And it's been awesome connecting with you as well. And so like my very last question is going to be, um, what does success look like to you and what advice do you have for people to get there or like to get to their version? Yeah. I mean, success is always changing, right? So what's, what means successful for you now is, is going to change in the future. But my overall thing is being happy with who you are today and being hungry to be the person you want to be tomorrow. 
right? So that's, that's really it. Like being content, but like if you really hate where you are today, you know, is that successful? Well, understanding that that's not what you want to do, that's success. And moving towards where you want to go, that's success. But sitting there and not paying attention and not changing, that's not successful. So again, like I was super successful when I wanted to do medicine and studied it, even though my grades weren't the best, but I was successful at it. That changed when I realized that I wasn't good at it and I don't want to do it anymore, right? So uh, my biggest advice to people is don't beat yourself up. The world is already going to be beating you up. Don't add to that, right? And give yourself an excuse, right? If you want to explore marketing, go explore marketing. If you want to explore golf, go explore golf. There is no better time than today to find the resources, the people, and the insights that will get you closer to what you want. So take that for take it take that with a grain of salt. But if I could wish anything for everyone, it's just understand that you have so much more power than you give yourself credit for. And it's not anyone's fault. It's just understand that and what are you going to do with it. Oh, dude, that is so – oh, man, I love that. I resonate with that so much because that's all I preach, man, is like – gratitude for today momentum for tomorrow and it's like it's like yeah dude it's insane what the and again the mind shifts like the mind shifts it and that's why that's why i like to bring people like you on because it helps people if even if one person by accident stumbles upon this podcast and listens and is like hey you know what this guy's actually got a pretty good perspective and they can resonate with it that's all i need like it's one person at a time it's one day at a time and it's these small increments that we forget make the biggest impact and um that's i love your message man and so where can people find you where can we get all of nico you know where can we get the scoop on everything you're doing and what platforms are you on most um because i know that everybody's got their own niches um so which platform is going to be best to get all of your latest updates everything on and all that and is there anything coming up that you want people to know about well, we have another book in the work, but that's super, super basic. Um, uh, it's uh, it's 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 going to be a good one. It's, uh, it's the two hundred one book that follows rural marketers, so that'll be exciting to share. But right now, honestly, like the LinkedIn and Instagram are probably my go tos, and it's just Nico the Brain. We'll probably put those in the show notes. Uh, mm-hmm. My website, uh, NicoDeBrain dot com, and uh, really the the if you're interested in the book, you know, it's ninety nine cents on Amazon, so go pick it up there. It's uh, just put in my name or rural marketers. Um, but really, like, my, my biggest goal is we're only here for such a microsecond in the grand scheme of things. So if you have any questions, like, reach out. Like, you know, that's how we connect. You know, you're like, I yes. love your message. Just let's jump on it. You know, and that's that's what I get to do. You know, I live in a country and live in a lifestyle that enables me to do just that. So I want to connect. I want to help. And I just want to move people better and uh, leave people better than I found them. So if any questions about that, both of us are great resources for that. But um, <laughs> yeah, just remember you're, you're crushing it out there. And uh, thanks for listening to me. Heck yeah, man. I, I really, I really appreciate you coming on. And um, again, sorry about the timing issue. Um, yeah, but uh, but I love these conversations, man. And this is, this is honestly what I love doing. And for anybody who is listening right now, this guy is absolutely amazing at getting back and, you know, connecting. And that's, that's all, that's all he's, that's all he does all day is just connect with people and build relationships. And that's what I love about it. Um, because that's what I love to do with this podcast. I, I like to have everybody on. So I'll probably have you on a second time if you're, Perfect. If you're up for it. Cause I like to, um, I like to get people 
beyond like in a year from now maybe 10 months from now i'd like to see where you're at and maybe get a different interview so that way people can use these as pinpoints and say you know what like wow he really is capitalizing on a lot of stuff he's 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 implementing the e in his fde method and so you know i like i like people to see that you're practicing what you preach absolutely man (laughs) that's everything that's everything I, I gotta hold you guys accountable. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> everything you guys are saying, you're gonna do. No? <laughs> um, but no, thank you, man. I really appreciate you coming on. We totally hit every single thing, and um, I look forward to you know just getting to know you more in the future and continuing to build this relationship. And so, if there's anything that you need, and if there's anything that you want um, to promote, please feel free um, to reach out to me, and we can get it on this podcast, and we can you know help the listeners even further. Um, with anything that you're doing and that way they're aware of what you're doing also so dude i appreciate um, that so much man thank you yeah man good vibes and um i'll be uh i'll be i'll be reaching out to you every now and again but thank you again brother and uh we'll talk soon awesome dude thank you so much man all right later man